by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding things to come. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the, the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. Thank you, Brother Doy. Good morning to all of you. And a warm morning also to those who are watching live via Facebook, via uh, YouTube, and those who are listening via Spotify. Greetings to all of you. And we have the first slide. What concerns you today? You are here this morning uh, in this hall. Maybe you're watching or you're listening. And you have a concern. Uh, you're concerned of something or of someone. So what concerns you the most? Is it your family? Is it a family member, a spouse? Is it your child or your children? Uh, is it uh, what concerns you? Uh, does, does your concern involve a special someone uh, or a relationship, friends, friend, your neighbors? Does it involve your school or your studies, your work, or perhaps your career? or it may be your business? Does it involve your finances? Sobra-sobra uh, ba yung finances? Or kulang ba? Or sakto lang? Does it involve financial matters? Or does it involve uh, things like, such as, next slide, your ministry? Does it involve religion? Your, does it involve your growth group? Or your relationship with the Lord? Does it involve, uh, next slide, your problems? You have problems today, you're here, you have trials, you have this temptation or temptations, or perhaps it involves your health, next slide, uh, or health of your loved one, health of your friend, Perhaps you know someone who is sick with, with the virus or who is sick with uh, a different illness. Or maybe some of us here today, our concern involves our community. Uh, maybe the city or the country or perhaps the world. Uh, environment, uh, peace, uh, politics, the economy. Or maybe for some of us, our major concern today involves death. Death of a loved one, a death of someone, or perhaps your own death. And to a higher level, what happens after that? Life after death. Now the author of the Hebrews also, as he wrote this, as he uh, also delivered this and, and uh, put this into writing, uh, he also may have uh, dealt with this. And perhaps 
during this time that, that, that this, this book or this letter is being written, these people to whom this book, this letter is addressed to are also experiencing the same. And so today, whatever concerns you, can we just pause for a moment and let's just uh, surrender this to the Lord and, and pray. Heavenly Father, once more, we humbly come before you with all these concerns in our minds, in our thoughts, in our hearts, in our lives. And by faith, we commit this to you, we surrender this to you. We ask that you would speak to us in a special way. May your words stir our hearts. May your words encourage us, Lord. Strengthen us. May your words change our lives. Teach us, rebuke us, shepherd us with your word. We pray that you would give us wisdom to be able to understand your word and apply them in our lives and be able to teach this to others as well. All these things we just surrender to you by faith and in Jesus' name. Amen. The patriarchs passed on God's word to their descendants. And these descendants also believed what the patriarchs believed. They believed that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob destined them to be a nation under God and that the descendants of Abraham would be numerous as the stars. And also God promised the land of Canaan to them. However, the patriarchs knew that there was something more. Beyond this promise of God, given to them, the land, their descendants, even being a blessing throughout the nations, there was something more, a heavenly place, a heavenly place. Thus, they never settled. They never settled in this world because they waited for the city whose architect was God. God was not ashamed to be called their God. And listen to this, until death, they kept believing. Until death, they kept believing, even if they only saw a glimpse of this promise or these promises. Yet God would fulfill his promise in his own time, in God's time. His ultimate promise, of course, is Jesus Christ, the way to heaven. So it's not just a place called heaven. It is Jesus Christ, the way to heaven. Christ would be born as a descendant of Abraham. And as the Israelites passed on the story of Abraham, and the rest of the patriarchs, the forefathers, to their descendants, believers should also pass the story of Christ. Pass on the story of Christ to their descendants and to everyone else. 
If you're here last uh, Sunday, we've talked about faith and sacrifice. And we studied a portion of the life of Abraham when he decided because he believed in the power of God, because he believed in the faithfulness of God, obeyed God to the point that he wanted to sacrifice his one and only beloved son, Isaac. Today, we'll look at uh, three more uh, verses in chapter 11 as we continue our study in Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, I'd like us to look at the, these three verses again in its, in its uh, general uh, context. Can, we, can, we, can you show the next slide, please? Uh, it was read a while ago, but I'd like for us again to, to look at this uh, all together. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau even regarding things to come. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. Verse 22, by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. Now, I'd like us to look at uh, such the, the, these words. Next slide. All of these characters, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, again, it is true faith uh, that they responded, but in this particular, these three verses, uh, take note, they are, they are all in their, what, uh, few days or, or months perhaps, or at the moment of their death. And the, the author of, of Hebrews in this particular passage is pulling out a point, a, a, a narrative of their, of their lives, you know, the lives of Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, and chose these three patriarchs or these three forefathers at the moment of their death. In other words, the author is saying that faith extends up to the point of a person's death. Faith involves, yes, a, a big portion of, of a person's struggle in life, uh, uh, a person's uh, journey throughout this life. And faith also extends at the moment of death. Next slide. And so we'll look at Isaac, I was tempted to uh, give details about the life and the lives of these three persons, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, but uh, we will need three more hours for that. And we only have uh, 30 minutes to go. So let's just proceed. Next slide. By faith, when Isaac was advanced in age, he was uh, old, he blessed his sons concerning the future. Let's look at the verse, verse uh, 20 of Hebrews 11. It says there, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding things to come. So uh, Isaac here is already old. Next slide. As Of course, when the writer of Hebrews was uh, 
was telling this and was writing this, the readers, they would immediately refer to Genesis. And these three characters would cover Genesis maybe from chapters 23 up to 50. But uh, praise God, we have already discussed, we have already studied the book of Genesis before, so I hope we still remember their uh, specific stories. Next slide. And so in Genesis 27, verse 1, it came about when Isaac was old and his eyes were too dim to see. Of course, some of us are wearing glasses. Uh, even when you're young, my, my children, they're wearing glasses. So, uh, yung, yung paglalabo ng mata is not really associated with age, but here, because it is connected with Isaac being old, okay, we can see here that uh, this evidence plus his testimony that he is already old. He says, Behold, now I'm old and I do not know the day of my death. So, siguro na feel na niya that anytime uh, he will die. Now then, please take your gear. Oh, by the way, he called his older son Esau and said to him, My son, he said to him, Here I am. Then Isaac said, Behold, I am now old, and I do not know the day of my death. Now then, please take your gear, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and prepare a delicious meal for me such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, so that my soul may bless you before I die. So here... Uh, Isaac intends to bless Esau, uh, give, give him blessing. No? And we all know the story. Next slide. Now, I'd like us to, to go to this portion. Next slide, please. Uh, that here, uh, in this story, Isaac would not only bless Esau, he would also bless uh, Jacob. And part of that blessing is to tell them the things that would come. So Hebrews 11.20 gives that to us. He would bless them, and part of this blessing would be telling them of the future things that would come before them. Next slide. And so what are, what are these? So Isaac passed on the blessing of the promise to Jacob, who would later be known as Israel. And we know from the story that Isaac initially intended to bless Esau, the elder twin. However, because uh, Jacob being a deceiver, the meaning of his name, uh, deceiver, or the, the one who holds the heel, uh, uh, it was given to Jacob. Meaning the prime blessing was given to Jacob. Okay, next slide. And so, God confirmed the blessing when Jacob traveled to his uncle Laban. So, in the story, we, as we recall, uh, instead na si Esau, no, si, through the help of uh, his mother, uh, si Jacob, uh, with Rebecca, no, so eventually, parang uh, nag-disguise siya as, as, uh, as Esau. So, eventually, the primary blessing of Isaac fell upon Jacob. Next slide. And so, uh, this blessing to Jacob was confirmed in Genesis chapter 28. Then Jacob departed from Beersheba and went toward 
Haran. So sabi nung kanyang mother, si Rebecca, nako, baka patayin ka ni Iniisa. So tago ka muna, takbo ka muna doon sa aking brother, si Laban. Punta ka muna doon. And so as he was going there, it happened upon a particular place and spent the night there because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of the place and made it a support for his head and lay down in that place. So plano niyang magpahinga doon. Verse 12, And he had a dream, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Next slide. Then behold, the Lord was standing above it and said, I am the Lord the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. And here's the affirmation of that blessing. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your descendants. Verse 14, your descendants will also be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and in you and in your descendants shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So the blessing from Isaac was confirmed by God himself in this particular time. And he would eventually call this place Bethel. Next slide. And so we know that uh, God confirmed this blessing when Jacob traveled to his uncle Laban. And Jacob believed in the God of Abraham and Isaac. He believed. So when God affirmed this blessing to him in that place, he believed. Next slide. The next uh, uh, person that was mentioned by, by he, the author of Hebrews is Jacob. So fast forward tayo, punta tayo sa kay Jacob na. So Jacob also blessed his son. By faith, Jacob, when he was also advanced in years, blessed the sons of Joseph. So we can... We have read this a while ago, again, in verse 21, it says there, By faith, Jacob, similar to Isaac, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped. So initially, yung mga anak lang ni Joseph. But we know from the story that he would also bless Joseph and the rest of his uh, other brothers. And he was leaning on the top of his staff. Okay, So take note, part of this giving of blessing, he was also worshipping at the same time. So there was this worship uh, going on as well. And at the last part, he was leaning on the top of his staff. Uh, I believe because... Uh, there was this uh, time when Jacob wrestled with, with God, with the angel. And in this wrestling match, you know, uh, his hip was dislocated. And ever since, he needed uh, a support for him to be able to walk. So he was leaning on that staff, all right, and perhaps uh, because he was also very weak. Okay? And Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph. Next slide. So in Genesis 47, verse 29, when the time for Israel, okay, uh, remember in that wrestling match, that was also the time when God changed the name of Jacob to Israel. Uh, and uh, uh, when the time for Israel to die or Jacob to die drew near, he called his son Joseph and said to him, 
please, if I have found favor in your sight, place your hand under my thigh. This is how they make their contract, their promise. Uh, and deal with me in kindness and faithfulness. Please do not bury me in Egypt. So he had this, this desire not to be buried in Egypt because they're in Egypt at this time. But when I lie down with my fathers, you shall carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burial place. So later on, of course, Joseph would also want to have this. And he said, I will do as you have said. And he said, swear to me. So he swore to him. Then Israel bowed in worship at the head of the bed. So during this time, he was uh, going to give blessing. And at the same time, he was worshiping. Uh, worshiping God. Next slide. And so in Genesis 48, uh, the next uh, chapter after that, verse 15 says, And he blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day. Verse 16, The angel has redeemed me from all evil. Bless the boys. Pertaining to Joseph's son. Bless the boys. See Ephraim and Manasseh. And may my name live on in them and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And may they grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And so he proclaimed blessing to the children of Joseph. Not only that, next slide. Uh, Manasseh and Ephraim, they became part of the tribes of Israel. And furthermore, Jacob also blessed his other sons before he died. Okay, next slide. So you can read that in Genesis 49. Then Jacob summoned his sons and said, Assemble yourselves so that I may tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. So part of that blessing is to uh, give to them and share to them something that will happen to them in the future. Okay? And then we jump to verse 28. So if you want to read more of those blessings, you may do so. But that verse 28 says, All these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them. So part of that blessing was to uh, give them their future, what will happen to them as God revealed uh, these things to Jacob. So he blessed them, everyone with the blessing appropriate to him. Okay, so next slide. So uh, in uh, furthermore, verse 29 says, Then he commanded them and said to them, I am about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my... So inulit niya ulit. This time in front of the rest of Joseph's brothers. And Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron, the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is opposite Mamre, specific, no? Yung kanyang, uh, tawag dito, yung kanyang testament, yung last will and testament niya. In the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought along with the field from Ephron, the Hittite, as a burial site. There they buried Abraham and his wife Sarah. There they buried Isaac and his wife Rebekah. And there I buried Leah. Now the field and the cave that is in it purchased from the sons of Heth. So when Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew his feet into the bed and breathed or breathed his last 
and was gathered to his people. And so eventually, he died. Uh, and right before he dies, he would uh, bless them, worship, and give this request. Okay, next slide. So Jacob blessed the sons of Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim. Moreover, Jacob also blessed his other sons before he died. Take note, until his old age, he worshipped. He worshipped. So I hope and pray that we would not stop worshiping God. There are several uh, Christian patients that I had in their in their last few days in this in in, in the hospital and in this world. They were listening to praise and worship songs. They were praying. They were communing with the Lord. They were reading their Bible. They were worshiping even at the point of their death. And until the end, Jacob believed. Remember again that the context of this is in Hebrews, this was given during the time when these Jewish believers, are. some of them are turning their back from Christ. And they're going back to their tradition, their religion, um, and they're going back to uh, their do Judaism in general. Next slide. And uh, the last point we have is uh, pertaining to Joseph. Okay? Uh, requesting that his bones would be brought just like Jacob's request and be buried, not in Egypt where they are, uh, but uh, in, in Cana. Next slide. So by faith, Joseph foresaw the exodus and instructed to bring his bones back to the promised land. Okay, so verse 22 says, by faith Joseph, when he was again, no, he was also dying. So, yung tatlong to, si Isaac, si Jacob, at saka si Joseph, no, pinili nung author, he picked up, uh, of course, dami nilang story no, sa buhay nila. No, but the author of Hebrews picked this portion in their life. Uh, the moment that they're about to die, what did they do? So when Joseph, when he was dying, he made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. Next slide. Genesis 50. This is the last chapter in Genesis. Verse 24 says, Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die. Okay, so in his deathbed, I am about to die. But God will assuredly Take care of you and bring you up from this land to the land which he promised an oath on oath to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, same like what Joseph, uh, Jacob did, like father, like son. God will assuredly take care of you and you shall carry my bones up from here. Now take note, before he says this in verse 24, next slide. God will assuredly take care of you and bring you up from this land to the land which he promised on oath to Abraham and Isaac. This is the Exodus. He would tell them about God going with them, God protecting them, God joining with them in their Exodus to the, or from Egypt to the promised land. So part of what Joseph would, would share 
in the moment of his death is about the future. Yun yung, yun yung string that would tie up these three characters that we have. All by faith and all at the moment of their death or advanced age, they would proclaim blessing and part of this blessing is worship and part of this blessing and worship is to give to them, to, to uh, his children, to their children and their grandchildren, God's promise. God's promise. Next slide. So Joseph believed God's promise to his fathers, the land of Canaan. Joseph believed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the ruler of Egypt, remember Jacob became the second in command to Pharaoh, identified more with the promise of God to his people than Egypt. Ibig sabihin, hindi nawala yung kanyang pagiging Hebrew, yung pagiging Jew or pagiging Israelite. Next slide. He believed that, that his people would return as God promised Abraham. So this promise of God, the land, promised land, and them having many descendants, and them being blessed, and uh, being a blessing to many nations, it was passed on from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob and also to Joseph. Thus, Joseph gave instructions to bring back his bones. So by faith, he knew, he believed that God would deliver them from Egypt, from the slavery of the Egyptians and bring them to this promised land. And so in advance, he says, bury me there in the promised land because he knew that God would be faithful to his promise from Abraham to Isaac to his father Jacob. Next slide. Now, putting this again into context, the author wanted to show the Jewish believers that their forefathers lived by faith. So amid this, this crisis they're having, this persecution, this threat in their life, this pressure, this, this concerns, this prejudice in their, in their family, in their relationship, in their work, in, 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 their, in their future, in their very lives. Their forefathers, they lived by faith. And not only that, they lived this out until the moment of their death. They live this faith out until the point of their death. So Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, they passed on God's promise. Here's, here's uh, one of my reflections in this. These three characters, these three biblical characters, they are not perfect. You, have, uh, you can read about them, their lives, their, their stories. And this is not suppressing the evidence no, but uh, we have the Genesis no, as evidence that they are imperfect characters they're flawed they're, they, they have sinned of course they, they repented at the point of their life and they believed they believed so Isaac, Joseph and Joseph I mean Jacob and Joseph 
passed on God's promise to his descendants, to their descendants, how? Through faith. So it's by faith that they have received this promise of God. Kasi hindi pa naman nangyari sa time nila yon At uh, they know that it will not happen during their time. So in faith or by faith, they also shared this promise of God to their descendants. Now that God will really, truly, fully be faithful to his promise. He is consistent. He will do this. And so Isaac, Joseph, and Jacob, they passed on God's promise to his descendants. How? Through faith. Oh, by faith. Therefore, even if the Jewish believers get older, this is the, the, the point, no? the main point of the author. Even if they, even in the point of their death, of course, they will also grow old, they should continue in faith. And not only that, they should pass their faith to their children and to their children's children, their grandchildren. And uh, I'd like to praise the Lord because my grandfather passed this faith that was passed also to him to my parents. And my parents passed this faith to me. And I pray that I will also be able to pass on this faith to my children. And hopefully by God's will and God's grace, to my children's children. And this is also my prayer for, for us as a church, uh, that we will continue living in faith until that moment. And so how do we apply this now in our, in our personal context? Next slide. Next, please. By faith, let us bless our children. Now, dito sa mga stories na to, they waited until they are of old age. I believe in our time today, we can do this no, not reaching that particular point in our life. We can do this today, tomorrow, the next day, or perhaps some of us have already done this. So how do we do this continuously or even today? By prayer. By persistently praying how that they would be grounded in the word of God. Now, let us not wait for that moment no, na we are in the hospital or we are at home and we, are, uh, we, we cannot anymore uh, see no, and we are very frail and very weak. Now let us do this today. Let's bless our children by praying for them and by persistently praying for them. For what? Of course, we want them to be successful in life. We want them to have good family. We want them to, to have a comfortable life. But beyond this, more than these concerns, that they would be grounded in God's word. And may I add to this, so that they too will bless their children and their children's children. Next slide. Let us teach them to grow. No, not physically, but spiritually grow to know the lord grow to know the lord and to belong to a christ-centered church 
community. We'll talk about this in a little while. But let me share this to you. Next slide. In the, in the study, uh, this is a date, this is data from Promise Keepers and Baptist Press. Uh, in their study, they found out that father does, a father who does not go to church, even if the wife, the mother does, only one child out of 50 will become a regular worshiper. So father does not go to church, the mother goes to church, one out of 50 of their of children will become a regular worshiper. Next slide. Father goes to church regularly. And mother, regardless of what the mother does, whether she goes or she does not, two-thirds, two out of three, or three out of four of their children will attend church as adults. Okay, so fathers, no? Next, if a child is the first person in the household to become a Christian, there would be 3.5% chance or probability that everyone else in the, the household will follow. 3.5 if the, the child was the first. Next, if the mother is the first to become a Christian, there is 17% probability that everyone else in the household will follow. Siguro kasama na dyan yung mga kasambahay, mga driver, etc. And then third, when the father is first, look at their statistics, 93% probability everyone else in the household will follow. So I hope that Fathers who are here today and those who are listening and uh, fathers that we know of, we reach out to them. That's the key. It's the father. That's why here in our study, it's the fathers that are the key to passing on the faith to the next generation. Uh, Next slide. The most important thing in raising children is to be an example of faith. And for me, this is perhaps the most difficult, to be examples of this faith. Because there are times in my personal life that I fail, uh, that I commit mistakes, in fact, I sin, and of course, my children would see this, especially ngayong lockdown, di ba? Sama-sama tayo lahat sa bahay, nandun tayo lahat. And that faith should be evident, I believe, not only in our words, but also in our emotions and also in our actions. Uh, dapat consistent tayo in all these three aspects. Not the contrary. Parents, my co-parents who are here today, and those who would be parents, or those who are praying to be parents one day, let us be examples of faith. Of course, for the Jewish believers, they would know this, and they would have seen this perhaps, perhaps in their fathers and in their their parents as well. And so today, we continue. We model faith to our children. Next slide. By faith, let us foresee the future as revealed by God in His Word. 
of course, we have the Bible for us today and we know what will happen in the future as revealed by God through His Word. What will happen in the future? Christ will come. There would be judgment. There would be eternal suffering, pain, and death in a place called hell for those who do not believe in Christ, those who would not repent of their sins. And this is eternal, by the way. I can share to them that this future on earth will be difficult, it would be hard, it will be filled with challenges in life, yet there is much more beyond this. There is eternal life. So are we sharing this to, to them? Let us look forward to the heavenly place where we truly belong. That's where we belong. We belong with the Father in Christ Jesus. We are sojourners. We are aliens. We are just mere travelers, temporary citizens in this world. Our eternal dwelling should be in heaven. No. That's what we look forward to. Next slide. Joseph identified with God and his people, not with the gods of Egypt. Uh, the story of Joseph. He ruled Egypt, but Joseph only served one God. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Of course, although Joseph could easily claim a place among the Egyptians being uh, the second in command to Pharaoh, being powerful, he could have uh, perhaps gagawin na yung pyramid, he would have his own pyramid. Yet, next slide, he did not. In analogy, believers do not also think no, and do not also feel and believe that they belong to this world. We belong to God. We believe in the Holy Scriptures. The world's ways are different from God's ways. And whoever is a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Sa uh, mga arguments, sometimes they call this as a false dichotomy. False dichotomy. You have no choice. Either you are a friend of God or you are an enemy of God. But this is not false dichotomy. This is true dichotomy. So whether you are God's, his, his friend, his child, or you are God's enemy. No, it's, it's a true dichotomy. Next slide. If we are comfortable with the ways of the world, then we do not know the ways of God. Well, it's arguable. But uh, really, if you are into the ways of this world, perhaps you are less into the ways of God. But if we grow in faith, knowing that our identity is in Christ, so if you know someone having an identity crisis, identity crisis doesn't only involve their orientation with regard to their sex or their gender. It may also involve their identity with regard to who really they are, their purpose, 
in this world. Remember that our identity is in Christ. In other words, Christ gives us our identity. So find, let us find, let us look our identity in Christ. And we shall be at home with these people. So part of that is to be at home with, with fellow believers. Why? Because in heaven, we would be with fellow believers as well. Of course, we should reach out to the pre-believers so that we will be able to win them to Christ. But be comfortable with fellow believers. Kaya nga meron tayong growth group. That's why we always, we always promote and we always encourage everyone to be part of this growth group so that we will be, we will be, we will be growing together. Learning from each other, helping one another, caring for one another, serving one another, and we grow together. Of course, part of that is to, to reach out to others as well. But let us be comfortable with one another. And we shall look forward to our what? Permanent home. The heavenly place. And in that place, one of the things that we would do or we would be doing throughout eternity is to worship God. So, might as well practice today. Might as well uh, apply this today in our context. Uh, finding our identity in Christ, that we are His soldiers, we are His missionaries, that we are to make disciples of all nations, because that is our mandate and that is our mission from Christ himself. And we do this together as a church and as a family looking forward to our permanent, eternal home in heaven. Now as I close, next slide. By faith, let us bless each other in the church community and work together to proclaim the gospel of Christ. Together, let us fulfill God's promise to be a blessing to every tongue, tribe, and nation as we are all part of this great promise of God initially given to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, passed on to their children, and even to the Gentiles today that we are part of this great blessing of God to the world. Next slide. God used Isaac and Jacob to pass on the blessing. We must desire to pass on the blessing to our children and many others. How? We can start by proclaiming the gospel. Sharing who Jesus Christ is, what he has done, who he is, what he will be doing. Christ suffered and died for our sin. He rose again and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. You must proclaim repentance and the forgiveness of sin to our children, to others as well. And I pray that we will be able to do this and live this out until the hour of our death by faith. Next slide. As we close with this poetry from our beloved pastor, Ed Pilapil Jr., Pass the Blessing. The knowledge of God they passed on. The true God 
of all creation. Destined them to be a nation, through them came our salvation. Our salvation is Christ himself, the one who said, deny yourself. For what will the world profit you if your soul will go to hell too? By grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, Scripture alone, for the glory of God alone. Believe in Him. We are not alone. And therefore, pass on the blessing in peace, rest, or in great testing. Teach our children about Scripture. Show people a faith that is sure. Before COVID-19 hit, the world as a pandemic, as a crisis. My father, me, and my son were blessed to be able to go to the Holy Land. And one of the things that I personally learned from, from that place is their greeting of shalom. Peace be with you. And this greeting does not only involve saying hi, hello, or goodbye. It has something to do with the peace that they have lost in the Garden of Eden when sin entered man. And, uh, of course, entered the whole world. They have lost this peace. So whenever they greet each other, shalom or peace be with you, they are not only remembering what they have lost, they are also declaring by faith what is to be redeemed, what is to be given back to them. And up to this day, they are longing for this peace that surpasses all understanding, the shalom that overcomes all the concerns of this world, whether it involves your family, your relationship, whether it involves your studies, your work, your career, your business, or your health, or your wealth, or whatever concerns you have today. It could even be able to overcome death and even life over death, this peace, this shalom. And the key is to this is faith. Faith amidst difficulties and faith that endures until the point of death. Shall we all rise and close in prayer? Our triune God, our thrice holy God, we acknowledge your presence in our midst today. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for inviting us and for allowing us to know you. We acknowledge, Lord, that is by your grace alone that you have changed our hearts our perspective, our lives. It is by your grace alone that you have chosen us, you have elected us, you have called us. And you did this because you have a purpose. Not only to save us, but for us to serve you and proclaim what we have only received 
from you by grace to our family, our loved ones, our friends throughout the nations. Thank you, Lord, for how you have sustained the gospel so that it would reach us, our family, even our generation in our time today. Give us, Lord, the wisdom and the strength, the capacity to pass on to our children and by your grace and your will to our grandchildren this faith that you have given. Help us, Lord, to live out this life filled with faith in you alone, in your words alone. Live this out in our lives until the moment and until the point of our death. Give us, Lord, opportunities to bless our children by praying for them, by studying your word together with them, preaching your word to them, sharing your word to them, taking time to sit down with them, teach them how to study your word verse by verse by context, encouraging them to learn such so that they too can do this to their children and to others as well. For it is through discipleship that you would bless the nation as you proclaim repentance and faith in Christ alone to our children to our friends, to our community, and throughout. Lord, we thank you for this day. Continue to enlighten us. Continue, Lord, to illumine our minds and our thoughts only with eternal things that are from yours. And keep us, Lord, from the love of this world that is temporary and that can be taken away anytime by death. Yet allow us to invest our time, our talents, our treasures to things that are of eternal value. Be able to invest in your kingdom. So today, Lord, we pray that your kingdom would come and that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your will be done in our lives, in our family, and that you will find us faithful until the day that we go back to you. Leaving and being able to pass to our children and to others the faith that you have by grace given unto us. And with this, Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor, all the praises as we continue to worship you throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout our lives. 
not for our sake, but for yours, your name, and for your kingdom alone. All these things we pray, surrender, in and by faith, through Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless us all, and see you again next Sunday.